0: Hello everyone, welcome to the pilot episode of Diversions, a brand new podcast show that I'm starting, especially after my weekend at C2E2, and also from my experience on being on the user-friendly podcast. Um, I know I've started a couple of podcasts before, but those fell pretty flat because, I don't know, I try to do too much, take on too much, and I was also working on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is still going, I definitely want to get back into that, Um, you can follow that at GeekNight90, might even change the name, you know, just to keep up with the times because when I made that, I was pretty much a different place and kind of want to start using a different name now but anyways i guess to start with i want to recap c2e2 it was really fun i'm glad to see more vendors and gets back at it since last december when we had it it was a bit depressing it was really empty and it didn't really feel like it was c2e2 i mean i enjoyed being there and it was pretty fun and i got some cool stuff but definitely missed the red carpet and Got to pour one out for the red carpet because it was missing, again, at c 2 2 this past one, and it's not coming back again, unfortunately. They're saying it's too cost-effective to keep cleaning it and keeping it, you know, installing it and taking it out, and also, you know, no more waste. Got to protect the planet and the sea turtles, which I agree with. It just sucks, you know, because, like, the carpet did make it easier to walk around the convention, easy on the knees, you know, but without it, it was not that it was brutal, but Still, gotta miss the red carpet. Pour one out for them. I was also expecting some Bleach news or panels from either Crunchyroll or Funimation about the upcoming season of Bleach, the Thousand Year Blood War, but didn't see anything about it, but it was even more shocking to learn that Bleach is gonna air on Disney+. And it might not even be simulcast, which is very unfortunate because you know people are gonna want to pirate it now. And just to catch up, I mean, you gotta air it at the same time. We're at the point where like whatever airs in Japan, it should air over here in the U.S., Twelve hours later, or so. I don't know how long it takes them to dub the episode or anything, but yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. But the reason I was expecting some Bleach-related news is because at C2E2, the passes and all, you know, there was artwork of Bleach. It was crazy. There was nothing related to Bleach. I was like, why have the passes there if it's not going to be anything related to this at all? I mean, I'll show you the artwork right now, as you guys can see. See, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three-day, and the kids passes all Bleach-related artwork, but that was all the bleach news that we got unfortunately other than that there was nothing else there which kind of sucks because i wanted to see something i remember a few years ago at c2e2 uh back when they announced that uh fully Cooley was coming back with progressive and it was it progressive the first one i don't know it was a while ago so correct me if i'm wrong there in the comments below please um but yeah they announced fully Coolie back um we went to a, they had a panel there we went there they aired the You know, first episode of the upcoming season, Uh, they gave us posters, T-shirts, the English English cast and the Japanese creators were there at the panel answering questions, talking about, you know, how they're happy to be doing this again. And yeah. And then, you know, at the end, I got like my posters autographed and everything. And this is something that I expected again for Bleach. But again, nothing, nothing at all. Just the artwork, which, you know, it's pretty cool. Even from Viz Media, I don't think I ever saw anything from Viz Media there at all as well but that's pretty much about it i guess what inspired me to start this podcast up again and you know be i guess creative again is that i went to a couple th- panels uh topics were fun and i thought they were going to be enjoyable but they actually fell short topics were about tsunami which for anyone who grew up watching anime in the 90s to early 2000s knows how integral it was and the other topic was sub versus dub where they compared changes in the dub form of anime from the sub anime. From the subform of it. Um, again, two great topics. Just the presentation was not good. Nothing against the presenters who will remain nameless. I just felt that a topic of tsunami needed more than just PowerPoint slides and videos. I myself did a tsunami video back in my early YouTube days. Yes, I know shameless plug here, but please feel free to check it out. Let me know how I did. It's the only way I can ever improve, actually. But it's also something I would like to revisit in the future because tsunami. It became more than just a programming block. The characters and lore that was built within is vast, especially with the emergent events and the changes in time. But before I sidetrack any further, um, watching those panels basically motivated me to want to do something better. And so here I am starting a podcast. What was really fun is that it was also my girlfriend's first C2E2 as well. And I'm glad she really enjoyed it, and it was such a trooper for all going all three days for her first time. And I know that's a lot to ask of anybody. I mean, if you've been to c 22 you know it's a lot to take in, and it's a lot to do. Especially if you're a first-timer, it really does take a toll on you, and you are exhausted afterwards. Uh, this is why I was glad it was in the summer, because she's a teacher. She's off during the summer, so she could have had the rest of the week to recover, basically. Which is really good. We definitely got a ton of stuff. More stuff than I usually would have gotten if I went by myself. And, you know, I thought maybe she would, like, quell my shopping sprees, basically. Uh, But, no, she did not. Instead, I ended up spending pretty much more. I saw some really cool stuff over there, as you can see. Let me see if I can pop that up for you guys. Um, You know, we had this Dark Magician statue. Weird that it's coming up like that. But, yeah. Anyway, we had the Dark Magician statue. Really nice. Obviously, it's Arcane's Dark Magician, not the OG one. I guess you call it the evil dark magician if you want to say so, but yeah, there was some cool stuff there. They also had oh, I guess what I forgot is that they also had some One Piece stuff there. Um, the then you know Thousand Sunny out there in display. They were promoting, uh, the One Piece Red film as well as the new trading card game that they have. Um, really cool. Unfortunately, you couldn't get on onto the boat to take a picture of it, but they just had it on display. Just seeing this whole thing itself in general is amazing, amazing. Also the floor paneling there was very squishy and super comfortable to walk on. So I would definitely spend some time there. Um, but it was really cool, you know, they had people there, a table set up so you could, you know, try the trading card game. They had, like, decks, pre-decks uh, built for you to try and play with. Um, they were giving out some free stuff to promote the One Piece Red film. and They had, like, clips playing on the TV screen there. It was really cool, really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, some of the statues that were on display there were really nice. Um, you can see this one right here. Obviously, you know, Figure Art Zero statues. Always fucking amazing. Always great. Here are the other statues here. you know We have Yamato, Black Maria, Page One or Ulti. I forgot what her name is. It's been such a while since I've seen her appear in the chapters, actually. So, it might be Ulti. You know, part of the Kaido Pirates. Some other stuff that we saw there. There's also, you know, a Demon Slayer, Figure Art Zero statues. Again, really cool. Also available there to buy. And also, some of them were just, you know, for upcoming releases. Really cool stuff. Also, my girlfriend like this the cheap. I call them chippy moons. You know, it's all little trinkets that you know you could have bought there at the convention that she said she was gonna go back to, but we never went back for them because we spent our money on other stuff. Again, you know, little cat robins, really cute stuff, and of course, this is where I spent all my money. Actually, I'm not gonna lie, it all went to her. So yeah, but again, I guess to just cap it off, see e too, really fun. Um. I was hoping that they would keep it again in the late summer, like August, you know, late July for it. Because there's no other convention I feel happening between those times. I know Comic-Con ends like mid-July, I believe. I don't know exactly the dates are for that. And C2E2 usually happens between like March and April. And it's always around the time for Emerald City Comic-Con or um, what's the other one? Is it WonderCon, I want to say? And a lot of times like a guest that we try to get either go there or to Emerald City and it kind of just things are short. And also, just because of the weather. I feel like it's better just to have it in the summer, you know? Chicago weather, Chicago summer. It was nice. It made walking from the parking lot to the event a lot more comfortable because I know during the springtime, it gets really cold. Especially one time when I cosplayed. I was wearing a bodysuit. Super cold. Not the best experience. But, unfortunately, you know, we're back at the all time slot next year for, I think, late March, early April. I don't remember. I guess you also, the other you know, big news, I guess to say, is, you know, as we all know, HBO Max has removed a ton of content from their streaming services with a lot of great animated work being canned, written off, which is very unfortunate because streaming is how awareness is brought to some of these more obscure shows. And writing them off just because people weren't streaming them frequently, call bullshit on that because I'm pretty sure there are titles in HBO many people aren't watching religiously. I mean, if you go there, who's going to be watching someone that's like, who's, who's watching Little Ellen? Who's watching some of these like reality shows? I'm like, for real. Maybe there are people, but like, come on. To the point where like they're profiting you guys and some money. It's like, nah, I don't think so. I mean, the amount of times that I watch, I leave something I want at HBO Max on in the background is pretty crazy. And see, and just to you know, write them off for tax purposes just because you want to save money, huh? because the new CEO needs to save money. It is pretty ridiculous to be honest. I don't, I, I don't agree with it. But it's crazy. I mean, just to think, some of the casualties from this stuff is insane. I mean, we got this asshole right here trying to cut costs, you know, save like $3 billion. But he ended up actually losing a lot more money for the company. To the point where like Warner Bros. can now only release two movies for the rest of this year. Remember, this happened back, I want to say, July, August. or, Or I don't know how long ago. My perception of time is gone. But yeah, this guy basically wasted so much money trying to like save money, ridiculously, that now that Warner Bros. is going to release two movies, and you know what those two movies are? One is Don't Worry Darling, which already has its own fiasco going on behind the scenes and all the events and everything. So who, and you know, Checking the review scores. I don't know if it's going to be the savior that they all want it to be. The second movie, it might, but who knows. We'll see how it goes. Is Black Adam coming out in October. I'm definitely going to watch that one because I am a huge DC fan. I don't expect much, but, you know, I'm still going to watch it. But, yeah, those are the only two movies that they can release for the rest of the year. And then next year, we'll see what happens. I think that's when they got to take stock and see what's going to go on. But basically, you know, other shows that they canceled, unfortunately, was close enough. If you are a fan of regular show, this was basically regular show, but for adults. Super hilarious, super fun. I mean, I'm glad we got three seasons out of it that I can go. I was going to say I can go back and watch but I can't even do that because they took it off HBO Max. And, you know, now I got to go try and find, see if they have DVDs of this out somewhere or maybe buy a digital copy not a fan of buying digital copies, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Another one was Aquaman King of Atlantis. I mean, I know a lot of people maybe have not liked the art style of it, but it was still a fun show and, you know, good DC content. I liked it a lot. I'm definitely gonna pick up the DVD collection of this because, you know, physical media is the best. You know, another show that was taken down that I've never seen, but I know a lot of people on the internet, especially on Twitter, all other stuff I love was Forgive me if I pronounce it wrong as my mouth. I mean it's a kid's show. A lot of people love it. a lot of people seem to like it a lot and were very disappointed, especially because I think a new season was upcoming and then gone. Gone. They can't even they can't even put up the new season anymore because they wrote they wrote it off for tax purposes, which is insane. Insane. Another one, which you know, this one actually hit me really hard. It was Infinity Train. Infinity Train was such a phenomenal show. Um, I think you can still buy this digitally on um, you know, Amazon Prime, uh, the iTunes store, other stuff. It also might be able to stream still on Hulu. Not 100% sure. There's quite a few loopholes when it comes to streaming, actually. HBO Max itself can't stream it, but Hulu might be able to just because it's not under the HBO Max banner. I don't know specifically how that works, but I feel like that's a loophole that they're exploiting right now so please watch it while you still can great show there's four seasons it's more like an anthology series um but very great very phenomenal like top tier. i was hoping you know they were working on a movie and now i don't know if they can work on the movie anymore it's it's really it's it's crazy you know it's unfortunate for the creator it's unfortunate for all of them because like with all these shows that have been written off and like taken out they can't get royalties anymore for streaming or merchandise or anything like that because it was written off for tax purposes. So they can't make any money off of it at all. The only way they could is if they pay a fine, a penalty basically for it. And Warner Bros. is definitely not in the cash flow to pay that penalty for the, all that, which sucks. Another show that I didn't even know existed but I would have loved to watch was, you know, David Dabby, Dabby Dinosaurs. Maybe it's for little kids. Who knows? Um, it's been like decades since we had any Flintstone content. And I know a while ago, Seth MacFarlane was going to make a Flintstones show, but that got canned. And who knows how that would have been, good or bad. Either way, though, like, I didn't even know we had a Flintstones content. And now, you know, I'm going to have to try to find and track this down just to watch it. Because I want to know how it is. I mean, you know, the old Flintstones cartoons were pretty good. I mean, they weren't meant actually meant for kids, but still fun to watch. Now, the only thing I could see them on is basically a Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles box. Another show is, you know, sorry, excuse me. The other show that was also canceled was Summer Camp Island. A lot of people really love this show. I never got into it. I feel like my girlfriend started watching the first season of this and she really enjoyed it. But now it's gone. Now nobody can enjoy it. Maybe you can buy digital copies of it. I'm not 100% sure, unfortunately. But again, you know, another casualty to all this. And it's, look at the artwork. It's really nice. Very cute. Nice to see. I mean, I've... Maybe one day, especially working overnights, you run out of stuff to watch. So this is probably one of the things that I would have, you know, popped in. Another one was OKKO. Let's be heroes. I saw a couple episodes of this show. Well, more, more, sorry, excuse me. More specifically, like specific episodes. Basically, there was one with Sonic the Hedgehog and Tails appeared. One with Captain Planet appearing. There was various references, and you know, like especially if you grew up watching like the old nineties cartoons and you know playing fighting games. This was a show for you. Uh, definitely great show. I liked it a lot. Now again, you know, I've gotta try to track this down and s- see how I can find it. And the other one, you know, I feel like it's a personal attack on people of my ethnicity. Was Victor and Valentino? I saw the first couple episodes of this, but again, you know, Cartoon Network makes it hard for you to watch anything back then when actually when I actually had cable. Now that I don't have cable couldn't watch the show anymore but it was very interesting i like the concept of it and everything and i wanted to see where it goes but now i can't gone canned gone for good can't even be on tsunami anymore god i miss tsunami um but yeah it, it just really sucks like i said even worse these shows being written off for taxes meaning that they can't sell merchandise nice, there's no streaming in hbo they can't air it on cartoon network and unless they pay penalties, you know, which screws over the creators and, you know, they're burning bridges with all these like talent that may have potentially worked with Cartoon Network and Warner Bros. in the future, um, now are going to be hesitant to work with them because they're going to be like, what's going to happen to my stuff? It's like, what if I'm working with you? And then, you know, it's like, bam, done. It's like not not make it anymore. We written it off for tax purposes. It's never going to air. No one's ever going to see it. That's kind of messed up. And even more is Cartoon Network, which you know had no say in this. They're they were pretty pissed off about it because they're just like, hey, it's like those are people we want to work with. You know that's talent. You know creators that we want to bring over, and now they probably won't want to work with us because you're canceling stuff left and right with with no reason whatsoever, no good reason whatsoever. I should say. You know, I mean they they canceled. I don't know if you guys remember the movie Scoob? It came out a couple years ago. Scoob. Uh, they were gonna make a holiday haunt. You know, little special that was gonna come out. the The movie short, I don't know, was basically completed. It was just putting on the finishing touches on final production, which is like maybe a month, month and a half, uh, before they just said, you know what, canceled, gone. And now, um, who knows what's gonna happen? I'm not sure if they can air it, or if they or if they're even going to complete it. But it's kind of messed up. Imagine all those animators, voice actors, you know, marketing people for months, putting stuff together, just to promote this movie and everything only for like the month before it's completed and everything just to be like done. gone. can't do anything about it. Um, Maybe things will change. Maybe they'll bring it back out and let it air, especially, we know coming holidays, holiday season. Um, You know, we always need more Halloween specials. I'm down for Halloween specials. I think one thing I look forward to on this podcast is actually making a Halloween special episode, Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, what else? But I guess, you know, just to continue, it really blows for animation fans because it shows the higher execs still see the medium as something for children, like a genre, basically. They still see it as a genre and not as an art form, which is ridiculous because I think animation has proven time and time again how it's such a great medium. I mean, to be honest, the only, the only reason that they started like Best Animated Picture Awards is because, you know, they're scared. They really are scared because they feel like if animated features were under the same category as Best Picture for the Oscars, not that the Oscars really matter, it's all fucking bullshit, um, is that animated features will probably blow them out of the water every fucking time. I mean, back in when Beauty and the Beast came out, that was nominated for Best Picture, and I still think it was robbed. It should have definitely won. And it was after that movie, when it got nominated, where they were just like, you know what, you gotta make its own category. The reason to make its own category is because you know it's gonna sweep the awards every time you put it in the general and stuff so it's it's really ridiculous it's really crazy you know like to think that you know just because it's cartoons it's meant for kids it's not exactly true animation is an art form it could be for anybody that's all i'm saying it's crazy you know and, and it just shows like these ceos have no clue what they're talking about i mean a bunch of old white dudes what do they know you know right and like I said, they were trying to save money. Three billion, by the way, which they need to save, however. But the fumbling CEO, you know, good old David, remember this dude? This asshole right here. Yeah, that dude trying to save three billion dollars. Um, sorry if like for people who are listening to this on Spotify or any other you know, just audio form. I do have a video of this going on. Um, depending on how it looks, I might upload it on YouTube just because. This is my first video in a long time. Yeah, you know, I know. Your first video always sucks. But anyways, get back on track. This guy needed to save the $3 billion. Actually spent $20 billion in trying to cut $3 billion losses. Which, it doesn't help already that he's in the top 10 overpaid of CEOs. I mean, anybody else could have done a better job than what he's doing. It's even being reported now that Comcast Universal might even buy Warner Bros. After Discovery just bought them. Which is, it's a whole mess. It is a whole mess over there right now. And I feel and I feel bad. And I'm sorry for the people who working at Warner Bros. Because it's like I feel like there's a lot of potential, especially. I mean, who knows? I mean, these people fucked up long time ago. I mean, they couldn't even get a Superman movie, right? Let alone you know. The whole anime, you know, animated universe. Animated universe is great for DC stuff, uh. But you know, the Snyderverse. Mm a lot of people apparently want to die on that hill and that's fine by me you do what you want you're free to like what you want but gotta call a spade a spade and it's just not good they this guy doesn't understand the characters and i feel like that's something i could talk about on another day but yeah um that's where i feel like it all went wrong basically if they if they hired the right person for that you know i mean it's crazy Oh, but the, I guess one thing that really ticked me off personally is that they canceled the Batman Animated Series that was going to be from Matt Reeves and Bruce Tim. If you guys don't know who Bruce Tim is, he's a creator of, or one of the creators, for the uh, 90s Batman the Animated Series, you know? What is, and that's the series that is the standard of Batman. Anytime a Batman movie comes out, or any Batman-related media, or anytime I hear Batman talk in comics or anything, that it's Kevin Conroy's voice that I hear in my head, so... This guy, this guy knows how to put together a universe and knows how to make a Batman series. And he was working on a Matt Reeves for HBO Max. (laughs) Gone. Canceled. Gone. It's a total... Failure. Definitely a total failure. I don't know what else they're going to do. I'm just going to keep, you know, keep using these sound effects. I forgot to use these sound effects. I got to use these sound effects more. Hmm that one didn't work, I guess I gotta fix that sorry about that guys, second episode definitely be much improvement uh, but yeah, like they canned it. it, sucks and you know, if the DC Universe ever wants to get its act together and actually create a universe get Bruce Timm in charge, put him in charge he'll definitely create something for you but if you want to check out his work you know, Batman the Animated Series Justice League, Justice League Unlimited he does a lot of the DC Animated Original Universe movies that are out those are always killer knock it out of the park 10 out of 10 yeah like i said you know like warner bros is in shambles right now this whole discovery merger which could have been something really good for them ended up you know crash exactly total failure um ridiculous oh but you know like i said um there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about but again this is the pilot episode I gotta hook you guys in somehow but I guess another thing that I do want to talk about is about physical media and you know why it's very valuable in the digital age we need physical media it's very important as we can see now especially when it just comes to streaming services where they can just be like you know what we're not gonna sh- we're gonna throw this back in the vault and probably never show this again and they just take it out of the streaming library and that's it it's gone you could never have it um, it's crazy when you think about it. I mean, we've seen it happen before already with the Star Wars movies, where George Lucas kept editing and editing to the point, you know. I mean, thank God, with you know, when I first met my girlfriend, she traded me the original VHS copies of their Star Wars trilogy, and I gave her a Super Nintendo Classic. Um, we were both winners out of that deal, you know, because now we're together, and we both have it back again. But... In those original movies, when after the Battle of Endor, you know they didn't have the extended scenes of the rest of the galaxy celebrating the death of Palpatine and everything. That was all added, added, edited in later, basically. And I don't—I got to rewatch those VHS again just to see what other changes they had because I know there was a stormtrooper riding a uh that wasn't included there. Uh, you know the CGI Jabba the Hutt walking next to Han Solo. Um, I forgot what else was taken in and out. Um, I think in the new ones they took out the kiss of like what Han and, Han and Leia not Han and Leia Luke and Leia I don't know there's a lot of stuff there were just changes but it just goes to show you that you know like having a physical copy it's much better than owning the legi- I mean even if you if you own a digital copy sure fine they can't take that away from you I feel but just having physical media in know them, it's like it's the best I mean the other day I was watching Lord of the Rings extended edition and I realized I was like damn they, haven't, they don't really make DVD or Blu-ray menus like they used to before and you know i actually really enjoy that you know i miss it basically um physical media is always the best i like physical media i one day want to have like you know my own little setup my own little cave basically of all the stuff that i like why does it always go back to mouth? that's so weird a lot of technical difficulties on this first episode i apologize about that and again i'm making a video for this and if i put it up you'll see why i'm talking about but anyone who's listening on audio version thank you so much for listening uh, we're not done yet. Because, you know, still popping up the physical media here, talking about that. Um, I have a big collection though with the physical media. Uh, I like to collect movies. I remember back then I was collecting all the Marvel movies, all the DC animated movies, uh some anime movies. Basically, you know, you're hardcore. Back then, going to conventions, you would go there, try to find like a bunch of anime movies, um, VHS copies, you know, Dragon Ball Z, anything that you could have you could have gotten gotten basically because Back then, they didn't really, you know, release DVDs or VHSs for that kind of stuff. But now they do. And it's the best time to buy it, which is why you should buy it. Especially when it comes to video games. The video games, I always prefer the physical copy. I don't like the digital copies. I feel like it takes up space on, you know, on your system. And I just love having the, the box work, the artwork and everything and all that. It's just really nice. I mean, I wish... I took better care of my Nintendo 64 cartridges and the box work because it's just glorious stuff to look at. And one day, hopefully, I can, you know, start up my collection again for that, bring it all back together. I mean, that is my dream. At t 2 e I was hunting down, you know, classic games like Pokemon, red, blue, yellow, silver, gold, crystal, all that. And seeing if some of them had even the box art with them. Um, some of them were a little too pricey, I felt. And... But it all just, you know, it's stuff that I want. I want basically, I told myself long, long time ago that I guess like when people come to my house, they can basically see it like as a museum, basically, to pass stuff, especially with Nintendo. Also, big Nintendo fan guys. Uh, But yeah, like I said, physical media, very important. It's always good to have it because they can't take that away from you. Um, I guess one thing to compare it to is like, you know, how back in the day they will freaking burn books. And there was a lot of literature lost through that, and you know, history was lost through that. And who knows what actually happened, but we can never know because they burned all those books. And I'm not saying it's the same level here with physical media, but it's just like they can take away stuff, they can erase it, they can, you know, edit out scenes that weren't there before or add stuff in that weren't there before. Like, yeah. So, once again, guys. Um, hitting the thirty, almost hitting the 30 minute mark here I don't know how long I want to keep these episodes but like again I said this is the pilot episode um, maybe in the future I'll have a co-host have a couple guests here or there but um, thank you so much for listening I appreciate it um, I hope you guys enjoyed what I'm talking about maybe you know dive into a little bit more in the future um, like I said pilot episode for the Divergence podcast appreciate you all listening Thank you so much. This is Keddy signing off.